Conversations Part 2. We pick up where we left off with me asking James if he hates fun. Enjoy the rest of our podcast and thanks for listening. Do you just hate Uh, fun? You know what? I do. (laughs) I, uh, if there's one thing everyone knows about me, it is how uh, straightforward buttoned up uh, I am (laughs) at all times. Most serious person I know. Yes, clearly, yes, for sure. Clearly, um, <laughs> gosh, I, is the Edmonton Oilers like any different than like their anniversary jersey from a few years ago? It looks like not a really. They're 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 another team that I feel like just didn't really try very hard. I like. I think they they went back to the older, like the eighties uh, colors like shades of orange and blue. Like, I kind of like that. I'm really glad they didn't go back to the oil drop of the Dustin Penner years. Uh, hey, 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 that is Stanley Cup champion Dustin Penner to you, man. Three times. Dustin, three times. Three times. Who knows how many times he took Ambien and then stayed awake on it in a flight. Um, oh, good old pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Never no. forget. Sarah, you know that story, right? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now let's all go talk about his politics. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> James, I will kick you off this podcast. <laughs> oh, no, no. Fun That's fact. Fun fact. Away from Dustin Penner. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have one Dustin Penner anecdote, and it's the fact that he has the Jewels from the Crown Twitter blocked. And I only found that out whenever I would be logged into the Jules from the Crown Twitter account and like people would be dunking on him for some stupid thing that he said. And I wouldn't be able to see any of the tweets because he blocked us. I think one of your predecessors, it wasn't Eric, but it was somebody who worked with Eric. Um, I think they were running the Twitter account and they were constantly making fun of him. Well, he deserves it. Yeah, he definitely does. Ah, oh, I, 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 I shouldn't talk more about Dustin Penner. That's what I should not do. Um, Speaking of mailing it in, um, Nashville, they just, they didn't even try. Like, I mean, oh, really. I, 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 I got what they were going for. They just don't have a ton of history or any good jerseys. What were they going for? I don't. They, they went for the, the, the Joel Ward era third jersey where it was like the the grayish silver everywhere and then like 
the V of of the uh, uh, the mustard on the sleeves, and they just swapped it. <laughs> so I need to send you a picture of of that I, one. And I see it. It's ugly. Yeah. I why mean, would you? At least they harken back to this. <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't try to bring back that, like, terrifying, drawn by a person, like, having hallucinations logo that they tried to have once. That that was actually designed by the meth bear. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, they used to have this terrifying, blow-up, animatronic, uh, saber-tooth, wild logo thingy. Like that would float around the Bridgestone Arena and apparently oh, scare yeah. children. Yeah, I went to a game there in two thousand nine. Uh, like, I think it had just become twenty ten, so it was the 0-9-10 season, and it was a game between them and the Hurricanes, and both teams were so mediocre, <laughs> and. There was like eight people in Bridgestone Arena. There was cockroaches on the floor out of our seats. Oh no. True story. And that thing comes down from the ceiling and those like other eight people in the arena lost their freaking minds. <laughs> and like that was one of the coolest things was then like learning like the fans in Nashville who are fans are very big fans. <laughs> and it's nice that they get their duo across the league now because like Every time they announce like who the starting player for the Hurricanes that night, you'd just be like, "Ah, center, you know, Eric Stahl, he sucks." <laughs> you know, like it was fun, and and I I they just don't have good jerseys. They don't have a long run of stuff. So I I get it. I get why this jersey is what it is. I like guess. there's only there's only so much you can do with something that is supposed to be a retro jersey all right that's fair now philly though (laughs) like that that is confusing because you just ruined the best shade of orange in professional sports (laughs) and for what i mean they had so much potential with bernie parent and they just did nothing. I, I understand that they haven't changed their actual logo in 50 years. But, like... I'm fine with it. Keep the logo. Yeah. It, Have a better the rest of it just, jersey design. I, I don't understand what they were doing with the black and then the orange and then the... Just... You know who I'm, I'm most disappointed in? The blues. They could have brought back those trumpets. Or, well, I don't know if they're trumpets. They could have brought back those horns. Oh, Music City. Well, it's not Music City, but it's the gateway to the Midwest, and they're supposed to be known for their jazz and, and stuff. So, but instead, they went with their current logo and that weird 80s jersey. 90s. It, it, Gretzky 90s. wore that jersey <laughs> it's for the short a, time it's he terrible. was. Um, you know, after I mean, he was traded from the Kings, because. That's all we do is fetishize Gretzky's time with the Kings. <laughs> but we overlook the fact that he was traded. Um, away. Yeah. To be fair, the window had closed on that team anyways. True. Um, he wasn't the first one traded away. But um, 
I mean, that's how Luke Robitaille ended up in sudden death. That one's for you, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thanks, Kings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, You know, yeah, they, they picked a bad jersey to throw back to. And they reverse the color scheme, and it it doesn't work in any way. Like, you know, at least the Kings didn't do the Burger King jersey and try to reanimate Mm -hmm. that thing. But I love the Burger King jersey. It's so ugly, it's great. I like it, but, like, as a one-off. Like, if 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 they wear it for one game... Like and like, I I definitely like that jersey in a like so bad it's good kind of way. But if they tried to make that like, because I feel like these jerseys are going to be worn a significant amount of time this yeah. this season, uh, whenever it happens. Um, and, and so I feel like it would be like an oversaturation of the Burger King jersey, and then I'd go back to being annoyed by it. Yes, um, but absolutely. Like if they do it for like one night, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, well, Ontario did that two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and th- that was also fun. Manchester. But they did do that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the the monarchs the- auctioned off their their jerseys. I bid on like three of them, and I won all three bids. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the funnest fact: because I'm stupid, I uh, ended up with no jerseys. Yeah. Uh, wow, I. <laughs> So, okay, here's here's what it is. I for some for some dumb reason, I had my eBay account set up to go to my old college dorm and they did the Monarchs jerseys like, I don't know, three, two or three years after I had graduated from college and I didn't bother checking after I won the bid. Oh, on, no. Yeah. So I think it was about three years because it was when Lyndon Vay was with the team. So I didn't bother checking to see um, that my account, that that the address was correct. And there was no forwarding address for the 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 place where I had sent it to. So I'm like, well, I'm out a couple hundred bucks. And there's a lesson for you, kids. When you've been on eBay, make sure your address is up to date. <laughs> oh, Man, I I feel happy with the amount of time we did not discuss the Jets jersey because it's just so bad. <laughs> it's very Can we talk about how bad. <laughs> Can we talk about how bad the Sharks jersey is, though? It's like, not they, great. I'm yeah. indifferent to it. Like no, but yeah, okay. Like like the Hurricanes better. don't have anything to harken back to yeah. except for the Whalers. And neither do the Sharks. The Sharks have yeah. largely kept the same logo and color scheme over the last, what, is, what are they, almost 30 years old? God, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old! <laughs> um, Aren't we all? Um. <laughs> but they could have done something with the Golden Seals. Why yeah. didn't you go with the Golden Seals? There's so much nostalgia around the Golden Seals. Embrace your nostalgic history, people. <sighs> I mean, they could have just done a jersey with Joe Thornton's face. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh and then no. they would and then they would wear it whenever they played the Leafs ah! <laughs> That's the, this is the I'm trying to manifest the universe that I want <laughs> they also Man. need to do they need it to be like Patty Marlowe looking at Joe Thornton on the jersey uh, here is my pitch 
uh, it is, uh, you have kind of like, it's almost a scene, almost a painting, a still life, if you will, of you see like hats have already, no one's wearing hats because they've already thrown them onto the ice. And then <laughs> you realize like in that Joe Thornton has just scored his fourth goal of the game. And from his back, you just see a shark come out from what would be the front side of him. Um, this is, a, a, of course, a callback to a, a very famous Joe Thornton quote, which, by the way, Toronto Media, I know you're listening. Same way Tyler Toffoli's listening. Um, prepare to see so much of Joe Thornton. <laughs> that man is absolutely opposed to pants or covering himself when there's media around. I have seen that man so much. It, 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 I never saw Patrick Marlowe not in a suit. And I never saw Joe Thornton in anything. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Joe Thornton is weird. He's a strange man. And he's very good at hockey. Um, but, yeah. The thing is, the shark would have been his wiener in my jersey pitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. I just wasn't totally sure where you are trying to go with it. <laughs> I need someone to draw this immediately. Is it an image that I cannot get out of my head now? I mean, hey, he's the one who said it all those years ago. Um. He started it. Yeah, he started it. Uh, I'm cracking myself up over this. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I think we've hit pretty much all 31 teams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. With confidence. With confidence. I'm sure there's one we forgot <laughs> because it was so mediocre that just like none of us could remember it. Ottawa. That's oh my one. god. I always, <laughs> I always forget about Ottawa. With literally everything, I always forget about Ottawa. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's red and it's 2D. Great. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's uh, fine. Again, I'm sorry for having ruined this podcast for you guys. <laughs> I mean, you remembered Ottawa. We sure didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know I'm God. missing something in the middle of the alphabet. I just can't remember. Ottawa. That's because it's so unmemorable. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, well, it's just like the team. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Ottawa, there is a, a loss. I think it was, there's, um, there was something that came out recently about them. Um, it was an old veteran. From Rick Vive? I don't know how to say his name. Forgive me for butchering his name, people. Uh, Here's the excerpt that I found. Before a relatively early retirement at the age of 33, he tried one last kick at the can to join the expansion Ottawa Senators since he was born in Ottawa and thought he could be the local veteran. But the team management was so dysfunctional, they forgot to ever call him back 
so he instead filed his retirement papers assuming they didn't want him. That's the most Ottawa story I've ever heard. So their their jersey is very much like that story. It's, ah, crap, let's throw something together real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's the kid who's waiting until, like, an hour before class to finish their their project that took six months to do. This is them <laughs> scribbling on the on their homework while it's being passed up front by everyone else. Like they've got have... everyone everyone behind them in class is like tucked under their arm as they continue to scribble and then just like shove it forward into the other kids' hands in front of yeah. them. Like oh yeah. That it it sucks. It's forgettable. <laughs> it's it's Ottawa. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ottawa. I feel like that's their tourism. <laughs> oh no. It sucks. It's forgettable. It's Ottawa. <laughs> I, I did a thing on my podcast uh, last season where right. I I I challenged other other podcast hosts to name as many Ottawa senators as they could. And it was enlightening how few people could name. It was it was amazing because everyone was just like, I, I don't know who's on this team. <laughs> oh. They're just so forgettable. They really are. Like, it, I mean, obviously, you know, they're tanking to rebuild, but yeah, they, they, but they, they keep, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with, with the hockey team in Ottawa. Neither do they. <laughs> Nothing about them makes sense. Yeah, that's the way they like it. Keep you guessing. And then <laughs> next year, they'll go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then right back to the oh, bottom gosh. of the standings. Oh. But as long <laughs> as Gene Melnick can make a little money. <laughs> yep. And just torture fans. Uh, he he the, sits... Serious question. Is the is the hockey team, the Ottawa Senators, actually turning a profit? I want to know. I'm so curious. I think it's the real estate tied to the team that's turning a profit because he's got uh, a big development that he's building near the arena. Yeah, but I thought that was tied up in court. I'm sure it is, or was, or or delinquent payments, or something. Something about his. The, his real estate development was sketch or something, and like you don't say. Out of... That's yeah. what I mean. That's what I heard like a year or two ago. I, I I haven't kept up with it, but all I know is that his his development project got off to a real rocky start. He's the Frank McCourt of the NHL. Do not say that name. <laughs> like, remember, like, just. For Dodger fans listening, when we can go back no! to Dodger Stadium one day, if you go visit all those cool new things that they built behind center field, that all I believe that goes to Frank McCourt because that he owns the parking lot and it's built on the parking lot. Yeah, um, I hate that he's getting money. Yeah, oh yeah, it sucks. Um, Frank McCourt can eat dog shit for the rest of his life. <laughs> Sorry, I just gave us the explicit tag again. <laughs> James, this was a clean podcast. <laughs> Can you bleep now it? Now market unclean. I can bleep it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll just mark it as NSFW. 
<laughs> Who at work is playing this on speakers <laughs> in an office? <laughs> well, you know, people work from home, so maybe they're on like uh, a conference Zoom call and they forget to <clears throat> mute their podcast, and there comes James saying dog shit. So thanks a lot. <laughs> Oh, Jeffrey Tobin wish that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> anyway, oh. back to evil Frank the court. <laughs> well, evil Eugene Melnick. <laughs> um, yeah. He really he, is the Frank McCourt of the NHL. It's so sad. It's it's a shame nobody has been able to wrestle the control of that team away from him. Um, Because I'm sure... The NHL wants someone else to take over. And I I don't even know if Eugene Melnick wants to be the owner of that team so much <laughs> as he just wants money and power over people. That it, sounds familiar. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can't place it, but yeah, anyway. So NHL news, uh, moving on from Ottawa. They're still trying to do a January 1st start date, but there was something that came out that um, Elliot Friedman was reporting on. And basically, the the, the players, or the NHLPA and um, the, the owners, or I guess the league, they agreed to ratify the CBA, the new CBA. Uh, a year early. So it's like, oh, great news. But now the NHL has come back to the players and they're like, hey, um, I know we said what we said last year, but like, we don't really want to pay you actually any money this year. And then we want to actually raise your escrow in years four through six of this new CBA. So I don't know if we're going to still get that January one start date, but Elliot Friedman was like, Players are stunned when they heard this news or when they were, he said they were audible gasps on the, the conference call. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, this is, this is just such a, a Gary Bettman move um, <laughs> where well, everyone, everyone feels confident. Everyone's happy. And then, Batman realizes, wait a minute, how am I not exerting my power over others? I mean, to be fair, it's, it. it's not entirely his fault. It's pressure from the owners because the owners have lost so much money due to the pandemic. And unfortunately, because most of them are based in the U.S. and the country's handling of the pandemic has been, shall we say, so on par of that so with good. developing nations. Um <laughs> I think they've got it better than us, honestly. <laughs> Canada has done better than us, mostly, but they got their own issues. Yeah. I follow I mean, Bruce Arthur on Twitter, and he's like, no, Canada's really not doing a whole lot better than the U.S. Like, don't don't believe the hype, guys. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. Like, it sucks that this happened, like, one of the things about business in the NHL is that gate ticket sales are mm -hmm. crucial to money. Like most 
NHL teams, most professional sports teams are going to operate at a loss. Like that's the simple fact of the matter. Um, so what happens when people who are very good at making money start losing money for something that they wanted? Like it, it this is just, I mean, kind of what happens. I feel like, um, it's, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, it sucks. It's hard to be sympathetic in, for at least, I've, this is what a lot of people have said. It, it's hard for them to feel sympathetic about millionaires and billionaires quibbling over money. And I, I get it from the, the player's perspective. And I mostly get it from the owner's perspective. It, they're all used to making money. And all of a sudden, that stopped for one reason or another. And uh, Well, the biggest reason, obviously, is the pandemic. And you cannot have indoor sporting events with people cheering and these becoming super spreader events. So I'm like, I, but still, it, it's kind of a a real crappy situation. That is, it's because these are people, like you said, who are used to making money. All of a sudden, they're not used to making money. And it's like, wait a minute, even though I'm still rich, what do you mean you want me to pay you? Like, you're personally wealthy. This is your company. Can you shell out some money for these employees? But the reality is, one, number one, they didn't get rich by just giving, paying their employees. I mean, looking at you, Jeff Bezos. I'm sorry, it had to be said. I won't say it again. But number two, um, is it really their responsibility to pay for everybody because of the poor handling of the country's response to the pandemic. And then number three, it really does go beyond the 20 plus players who are on the ice. I mean, you have the trainers, you have the coaches, you have um, medical staff, you have the people in the arenas, like, um, you know, you, the, the stars ownership, they took a pay cut and even their GM took a pay cut in order to help out the people who were um, uh, at American Airlines Center. But how long is that money going to last? You know, am I just rambling and babbling? And I don't I don't even think I'm making sense in my own head anymore. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop talking. No, you're you are making sense because this is a complicated situation for everyone involved. And there's nothing COVID has not made things easier on people. That's just the fact. And this is just a different example of that same point. Um so Yeah, yeah maybe I mean, I'm uh, I'm making it too yeah, generic. I mean, but yeah. I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, this is like, you know, again, not to get the political on this podcast, but like, welcome to capitalism. Like, none of these billionaires <laughs> got got rich, like you said, by like giving away their money. And so, as much as I think any of us, you know, rational people, look at these guys with like billions of dollars of net worth, and we're like, well, you could just give up a little bit of it 
to keep these people employed, pay your players, whatever. Um, billionaires, there's a reason they're a billionaire because they think that they should have all that money and they're not going to want to give it to their players or their staffs or their whatever. And I, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's like a philosophical issue almost of, you know, should billionaires exist almost like I, I there's, there's just, there's no easy solution to it. And I, I think that the players actually have a lot of leverage in whatever happens next, because uh, you know, the, the owners, I, I just feel like the players are, are the ones who could really hold this up and say like, right, well, maybe we just won't play then, you know, yeah. <laughs> like at, at this point, what's even kind of left to lose. If they just say, no, we're not going to play this year because we can't come to an agreement about us getting our salaries or whatever, like this year's already screwed for so many guys, like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see who, who blinks basically on this. It's usually the players, which is kind of sad, but yeah. I mean, that's, if you ever read the book cap in hand, it, it talks it mostly talks about abolishing the salary cap which i could get, we could do an entire podcast on much later uh so we won't get into that today but um it, it's interesting because he kind of he believes that donald fair is not a good pa union representative no he's awful yeah he's dead lawyer yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the the best one they had was when they first established a union. Ted Lindsay. Yeah, this was pre pre Gretzky day. So I think this was happening in the seventies. I want to say because I think it was right after expansion. I can't quite remember all the details, but um, basically, I mean, he was he was talking about how that lawyer who was a former baseball guy, he actually set up the greatest union, one of the strongest unions ever. And then all these people came around after that guy and they just have slowly given away all of the union's negotiating power. And then yeah. Donald Fair is just sucky. Yeah, he, he really does. And I, I don't know if it's, I mean, the NBA players have gotten so much more money that their salary cap has increased so much with, you know, the, uh, the television and advertising deals that they got. And I don't know if, how the NHL gets that. Um, I mean, they try, but, I mean, yeah. here, here's the thing about basketball though. And it, it hits on two equally critical things. In my opinion, one, it's ubiquity. You can play hoops with just one hoop. Like you, you can play it with a couple of guys. You can play it by yourself. You can play it in a trash can, which is how the Lakers got their start. Um, not not the Los Angeles Lakers back when they were the Minnesota Lakers. But anyway, the, uh, basically, you can play it indoors, outdoors. You don't need any special equipment except for a ball, and uh, and the rules can even be kind of whatever flexible, however flexible, depending on your, your games and whoever's playing hockey is 
and the second thing for for that is that culturally it speaks more to more people than hockey because hockey as we all know has a major race problem and so culturally hockey is like first of all hockey you need so much special equipment even if you just got a puck a stick and a net that's just like that's more than a basketball costs you know and then like we're talking then the cultural thing it's just for so long it's been the white people and it's so hard to break through those barriers it still turns a lot of people away it's like i don't want to watch a bunch of white dudes like hawking their spit on the ice or whatever like I just feel like culturally, basketball is more aligned closely with celebrities and and pop culture than than hockey. But we have so, Tom Hanks's child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Colin Hanks is a very big fan, and and five for fighting. I forgot his name. John Andrasik. Thank you. John Androzik. Yes. That's um, actually where he got his name. Yes. His stage name, Fight for Fighting. Because you get five minutes for fighting. Obviously. Yeah. yeah but I... I just feel like those two factors don't make hockey as popular. And so it's not going to ever reach the same audiences as basketball. I, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think you're that wrong. I mean, it, it's it's a more expensive sport to play. That's what it comes down to. And it, it's harder to get kids in America involved in it, especially in warmer climates where there's fewer resources for them to play it um, in terms of, you know, ice time and things like that. Um, I, 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 I can't fix it. And I need you to stop asking me to fix it, Robin. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Sarah to start fixing it. Sarah, white girl, you're up. Oh man. Oh man. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm so busy. <laughs> I have so much to do. I'll add a list. <laughs> we're, uh. we're obviously we can't solve the NHL's problems, and um, I mean we we can stand with those and support those who are working to change that like black girl hockey club um and, and the new alliance hockey diversity alliance thing um so those are things that we can get involved with and and help to change the race and the culture aspects of it but in terms of like donald sterling obviously that's not our problem the only problem is we kind of get i feel like because i said this back in 2004 when um the last lockout happened i was like eh, i don't feel like anybody in america really cares that there's a lockout happening they're not going to miss hockey i i did <laughs> i mean i mean I, I i missed hockey well what yeah. about you sarah did you miss hockey um that was a period in my life where i was pretending that sports weren't for girls um 
So at that time, I, I didn't, the most, the most context I had for sports at that time was like my mom's calling me and being like, did you see the new boy that the Penguins just drafted? And <laughs> me going, oh, tell me more. Um, so yeah. I, 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 I didn't have particular feelings. There was a whole period of time where my relationship with sports was basically just like, just like my parents talking at me. Um, and then I realized that I could like sports too. <laughs> Yay, sports are for girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So aiming for January 1st start date. Let's hope it happens. Uh, do you think that we will get that all Canada division? I hope I so. I think we have to. I think there's no way. They're not going to relocate all the Can- Canadian teams to the United States. Aw. Can't. Right. Canada seems pretty intent on, you know, they, they, they just told the Raptors that they have to go. They can't. The, the Raptors are temporarily playing in Florida this season mm-hmm. because the Canadian government won't let them and other teams come in and out of Canada um, for good reason. Uh, so I, I think that that's the only way it's going to work is you you have to have the Canadian teams all play each other because no they can't. I mean, I feel like the United States would probably let them in, but Canada would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canada's like, you cross that border, you're not coming back. I mean, I just want it. Like, I give me like a weekend series, like the old AHL schedule, where it's just like Calgary and Edmonton playing three games mm-hmm. in three days. Mm-hmm. Like, just. Get these guys all riled up. Get them to hate each other. Get them to explode by game three and into fists and fury. And then, okay, now you guys don't see each other for a while. Like, that is the rumor that they're that they're thinking about doing it like baseball style. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Like it, it just give me multiple days of of Habs Leafs, like. <laughs> Just watch them go after each other. God. Like, I mean, it's, I, uh, yes, give me this division. (laughs) Like, I mean, I have no idea how all the U.S. divisions shake out eventually. I, I, I mean, I know they have an idea. It's it's all going to be geographic and, and everything. And, you know, we'll see a lot of King's Ducks and King's Sharks and it'll all be mediocre hockey at the NHL level. And, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll watch it regardless, but <laughs> yeah, like I, yes, give me that all Canadian division. I would just like to interject really quick that uh, Stephen Stamkos tweeted earlier about the Raptors said, we the South. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stammer. That's a good tweet. Good for you, Stanley Cup champ. <laughs> you need uh, yes, to win. The- the Tampa Bay Stanley Cup champions. Oh my God. The people, like the old hockey men, the old traditionalists, they just, oh, their brains melted. They're like, whatever. It's an asterisk year anyway. Okay. Whatever. Still champions in my book. Every other, I mean, more teams than usual had a chance to be that champion. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't. And the Oilers didn't even make it. (sighs) Neither did the Leafs. Thank goodness. The Leafs made the playoffs. No, they made the play-ins. They lost to Columbus. Oh, that's right. 
Oh, yeah, because the first round was, again, Tampa and Columbus. Yep. With the super eight-period game. Yes. Yes. Oh, I need more of those eight-period games injected into my veins. Ooh, I mean, (laughs) that's pretty (laughs) time-consuming. I don't know if I have that kind of schedule. (laughs) Well, maybe not you. Maybe Sarah. Sarah, make room for me in your schedule. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. I'll see what I can do. I mean, the good thing about that game was that it started in the middle of the day, That's so true. like I did end up watching most of it just because there was not like what what else was I gonna do? <laughs> I know. I think it started at like twelve o'clock or something my time, and it lasted until six or seven o'clock at night. It was so long, but it was so good. I loved it. It was fun. Yeah. Speaking of brutal, that's my hunger pangs. (laughs) Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Well, need food. (laughs) Thank you guys for this nearly two-hour podcast. Yep. I hope you marked where I I said what Frank McCourt could eat. (laughs) (laughs) Hour and forty minutes. Okay. Sarah, thank you for uh, putting up with James's nonsense and mine. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Uh, I don't know when we will be back with another podcast, but I was like, hockey content. Yay. Let's talk about these reverse retro jerseys, which I think we can all agree, or at least we have come to an agreement that the three of us, the Kings jerseys, are pretty good. Yes. Yep. Sarah, James, thank you once again for joining me. Everyone else, have a great day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And thanks for being a listener.